the Going Globus Theatre. And of course, today's episode is going to be great. But before we get into that, we have Griff and we have Tim. Hello. But we have a third, and his name's Mike. Say hello. How you doing? Yeah, that's close. I mean, that's a gesture. That's a greeting. So I'm going to... And uh, basically, my goal of this episode is to find out if I really fucked up by not buying a, a $800... Uh, excuse me, not $800, but 800 uh, Danish kroner He-Man figure while I was in Copenhagen. <laughs> I really want to know if I fucked up there because that thing was you sweet. fucked up, I fucked up. Yeah, was fucked that up. is that an actual thing that you? Yeah, I sent you a picture of it. Maybe I'll. Oh, yeah. I'll add that. I'll add that to the Instagram feed. Do that <laughs> because I was I was very confused if I should buy that or not because eight hundred kroners is not a lot of American money. But uh, well, we we need to let everybody know that how special our guest is because you know if it wasn't for Mister Mike Mullins, this wouldn't you wouldn't have this podcast. I mean, there, there, there's a lot of Mike that brought uh, Mr. Murray and myself together. There would be no man, no Merman Productions without Mike Man. Right. He was a mutual friend of ours. Yep. Worked he, at the comic shop we both go to. He kept he kept me there because usually I would just get in and get out. And that, and then this, this is the result. Yeah, I mean, I started talking to you about Battletoads and how you couldn't beat it, and you're like, I could definitely beat it. Yeah, and I did beat it, and you said you were going to get a Battletoads tattoo, and you never did. Oh, boy. Well, I still need someone to ink it up for me, because I'm not just going to get any bullshit on myself, but I will certainly get a bull toad on me. Is it a bull toad? I don't know. It's some kind of I just toad. beat the games. I don't know. About yeah, okay. I, I, I worked on it. I tried. But I will still do that. Yeah, I, yeah, I believe you. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is the man. If you love this show, you have to thank Mike Mullins. It, yeah. If I you mean, hate it, well, why the fuck are you listening? But if you do hate it, blame him, too. Okay. I Mike. feel like you're overstating my importance, but I will take Mike, the praise and reject the criticism. Mike, we wouldn't have met without you. You are, you're the Alpha and the Omega of Going Globus Theater. Listen, I'm a firm believer that two great energies will eventually come together. We were destined to... You were destined to come together. I just, just, just happened to be there. Oh, I just happened to be you there. You had to witness greatness? Exactly. It could be. <laughs> so, I mean, this is a thing we're going to do. We're going to have our friends show up every once in a while and talk about their favorite Golan Globus uh, movies. Because, you know, uh, what are you guys talking about? You're distracting me. Because this is our podcast, and this is what we want to fucking do. So every so, so there'll be a special guest. We'll introduce our friends, and I think the best way to introduce them is what I'm going to call getting to know you. I mean, I certainly want to make sure anytime we have somebody on, it's just we're having fun talking about a canon movie that they love because this is what this podcast is all about. And this is Mike's uh, canon movie that he was like, dudes, He-Man. That was my canon movie. Well, before we get into that, I want to get into some Mike. Yeah, no, I wanna, get I wanna, into I want to dig deep into what Mike's That's about. That's fine. I just want to make sure. I found that if you really want to get to the bare essence of what a human being is, you ask him the questions off the Playboy Centerfold data sheet. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is a real. These are the real questions off a random Playboy Center. If, if you don't know, maybe, maybe you're that female bot that says uh, likes us every week. If you don't know, you've never seen a Playboy magazine. On the centerfold in the back, there's a little interview section. Yeah. And like I said, it gets to the essence of who you are. So I'm going to ask Mike these questions. So then, and then by the end of it. Shit, we might learn something about Mike. I have to imagine we're going to learn something here tonight. We all, I know I always learn something. Maybe you'll learn something something new. Well, let's see. I hope so. Question number one, Mike. Mike. Mike, what are your ambitions? What's, what's, what, do you, what do you want to do with your life? <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> live fast, die middle-aged, leave a decent-looking corpse. Oh, okay. Interesting, interesting. I got to say, your corpse looking great right now. Thanks, buddy. Mike. What are your turn-ons? What gets Mike Mullins turned on? <laughs> uh, my coworkers would say dry hand jobs and cold pop tarts. Oh, what about what about what about cold Pepsi? Oh, I love a good cold Pepsi. Real Classic. sugar, though. Yeah, real sugar. Real sugar. Or... I don't want any of that high fructose corn syrup. Yeah. Okay. Okay. See, I know something. Anything else? Well, I mean, Redford. I, <laughs> that's true. I, I die without it. <laughs> this is In true. fact, I had, to, I had to dig up a small portion of Redford dirt to bring yes. with me just so and I what, what, to when can, When do we have to get you back home before you start feeling the effects? Oh, you'll st- you'll, I'll noticeably start fading, and then uh, you just throw me in the trunk and yeah. drop me off at the border. He's got that nice wristwatch, so we can just look down, and whenever it's fully it's like red. Ul- you, know, you guys probably never saw Ultraman, but Ultraman... Would like fight him. He was, he was a Japanese what, the monsterish thing. Oh, okay. And he would. He would. He was like a uh, alien spaceman, mm-hmm. and he could turn giant. He would fight monsters, but like literally three seconds into being Ultraman, his beeper thing on his chest would go off because oh. he was going to die. So there was always the thing: Will Ultraman live? Because he'd go. Beep, oh beep, beep, Jesus! Beep. My, and that was always a commercial break too. I'm my sorry. little brother loved Ultraman. Really? Yeah. That when did. I have no idea how he came across it, but he did, and he loved Ultraman. It was a pretty good show. I can't say it. I'm sorry. Would you say it was one of his turn-ons? Possibly. That and Nicholas Lidstrom. Ooh, good call there. I'm the I'm the young buck here. I mean, we were kind of briefing over this. It's like, you know a little bit about He-Man. He knows too much about He-Man, and I know nothing about He-Man. It's perfect. <laughs> Back to the interview. Three three little bears. Mike, here. what right. are your turn offs? Oh, um, I don't know if I can. Is this an X rated? You can say whatever what you want. Yeah, let's let's get into the deep uh, stuff. Get... All right, here we go. Here's a hot take for you. Uh, Infected toe. When you're out to eat with someone and they just reach across the table and grab something off your plate without asking, hate that. No, oh, ask. I will say yes one hundred percent of the mm. time. Okay. But if reasonable. you if you wanted fries, you should have ordered fries, my man. Oh yeah, don't just that, take them. Yeah, that's not cool. That is, I cool. agree with you. You 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 talked about a, a little germophobia. We were uh, little side note here. We were at East Bay Rays earlier with Mike, and uh, we were talking germophobia with them. So that could that could roll into that, right? It wasn't. It's not even because of the germophobia. It's, it's just it's the just, rudeness. It's just rude. It's just rude. I like oh. manners. Manners turned me on. Bad manners turned me off. <laughs> okay, so he's yeah. at me. Mike, Gotta what makes that. a woman sexy? Uh, understanding that nothing gets between me and Rangers. Oh, I like I like that you say that, and there's a picture of me and your girlfriend at my fridge. Listen, I don't I don't want to say this, but I feel like I'm in a safe place here. 
My girlfriend seems to get around with you guys. <laughs> she pictures with Griff. Uh, Seawick is always trying to get all up on that. I don't know what's happening. Well, you'll notice that in all of our pictures, there's a good bit of distance. That's know. because you're respectful. Very respectful. That last one, you're all over. I don't know. Uh, am I? Those are great photos, though. Thank you. Handsome looking couple. Oof. Mike, what's your fave all-time TV show? Erie, Indiana. You're... Really? Interesting. Really. Interesting. I watched a couple episodes of that, and you I had... did it as an adult, though. You had to get it at the right time. It, w- it came Is out... It's... Afraid of are you afraid of the dark type era, isn't it? Yeah, it was X Files for young teenagers. Yeah. But it was this really weird demographic where it was on at a time where either it was too old for the audience or it wasn't mature enough for the audience. Like it was this weird thing, it only lasted a season. But Joe Dante directed a few episodes. Great stuff. Erie Indiana, love it. Favorite yeah. TV show of all time. The only Dante I know is the one from what is that movie? That Kevin Spacey? No, Kevin Smith. Clerks. Oh, you think of that? No, Joe Dante, the guy that directed The Burbs, Dante. the greatest movie of all oh, time. Oh, The Gremlins. Burbs. Of course, Gremlins you would, too. Of the course, Howling. Of course, you would love that. <laughs> Last question. How would I hope my friends describe me? Oh, um, tolerable. Can I just describe you right now? Go for it. If anyone were like, hey, what's your buddy Mike like? I'd be like, tall hair. <laughs> Rangers, the football team, not soccer team. And like that, I put my hand over my, my mouth to be like, this is kind of like a parentheses type of deal. Because he wouldn't call it soccer, he would call it football. Because it's, it's, football. it's, it's more akin to being a foot and a ball than American football. Which is handball. I get that. It's more of an egg-shaped ball, handball, pass ball. uh, You occasionally kick a ball in football. We we occasionally kick the ball. And, of course, you know, we do a lot more uh, disgracing America in American football, which, fucking A, I haven't seen a soccer player, football player, European football player that disgraced the American flag. So, kudos to them. (laughs) Oh, boy. They don't even really bring up the American flag, and I got to say, that's a point for them. But True. that I mean that there's that there's that and then what else? Uh, just uh, g- great for uh, uh, um, suggesting comics. You know, I try. Like, you always have a good book to suggest. You do a good job of that. So I try. So there's the football thing, the hair thing, and then the comic thing. And Appreciate. The, it. I would say mo- most importantly, he's a loyal listener to this podcast. Oh yeah. Okay. There's that. I have pre-ordered the poetry book too. Uh, that's right. You're the one. Yeah. No. Oh man, look forward to that because that that's common. I mean, I'm just every day churning up those poems. Can't wait. And Can't wait. They'll be coming out in future episodes. But I just I don't wanna I don't wanna riddle them off now. You gotta you gotta. No, it's like build uh, it up. like the Adams Family TV show. Gomez didn't blow up his trains every single episode. You had to you had to wait for it. I don't know what that means, but I'll yeah. Adam's I, Family, the I show know, from the 60s? I trust you enough to know okay. that you know what just, you're talking just about. Just pretend you know. Yeah. We well, don't want to get hung up on Adam's Family. Okay. What do you got? So, I hope you, the listener, know, knows who Mike Mullins is now. I, I, he's, he's, I, my whole view is of him changed just in those six questions. Uh, yeah. 
I thought I knew you. <laughs> but now now I know you. Now you're looking at me like I'm a monster. No, I, you look, you, you've humanized yourself. I always thought you were a monster. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm like, he's all right. Right. Well, thanks. I mean, I really want to know what Mike had to say about this movie because he's the one who really, we, you know, we went to our friends and we're like, we're doing this. And, you know, we would love to have your feedback. If you want to be on an episode, we'd love to have you on. And this was the one Mike brought up. And immediately I was like, why would Mike want to do probably the longest of the canon films at an hour and 50 minutes? Yeah, it was pretty long. Um, But I will say the intro gave me chills. So, I mean, this is your floor. Can you tell me, tell us, tell all of us, what really drew you into this movie? Because you you first saw it as a child, yeah? Yeah, uh... I was not a huge fan of the Masters of the Universe cartoon. It was a little hokey. It was wow. awful. Um, I can't say I've seen it. it. It's pretty rough. But when the movie came out... So, okay, sidebar here. DC Comics, their movies, they're all the dark and gritty versions. And everyone kind of rolls their eyes because you don't yeah. need to really make Superman dark and gritty. Sure. This was the dark and gritty version of Masters of the Universe. The bad guys were actually scary. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome because, like, okay, I don't have to worry about seeing Skeletor walk around going, oh, beast man, you fairy fool, or anything right. like that. He was awesome and terrifying, and it actually seemed like a threat instead of a bumbling idiot. <laughs> right. So that's that's why I love the movie because it was nothing like the cartoon that I wasn't a huge fan of. I, I love that. And so you just took that energy and it drew you into this movie. Like, how did you first come across it? Did you see it in theaters? Did you see it in VHS? VHS uh, rented from a video store at Six Mile and Inkster called Shows to Go. Shows to Go. Six Mile and Inkster. That's yep. not the one I went to. That's disappointing. I went to on Video Kevin or something across from Napoli's. We're getting real Redford here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so VHS. Not even in theater. I saw it in the theater. You saw it in the theater. Yeah, um, I, I gotta agree with Mike. The cartoon was pretty shitty, but I watched it all wow. the same. I had some of the toys. I wasn't a huge He-Man guy, but I had some of the toys, and uh, I saw it. I, uh, I must have been like twelve or thirteen when it came. Maybe I was too old at the time, but I thought it sucked. No offense, Mike. <laughs> and I mean, you Marvel kids got to realize how how hungry we were for these kind of movies. These weren't coming out like every week, so right. you wanted these to be good so badly. And then when you see it, and you're just like, oh. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's all I can say. It was. I mean. I can't help out here because it was like all I knew about it was by name. I didn't know this movie existed until you guys brought it up. I didn't realize it was a canon Can film. Can we also just say He-Man's got to be the worst fucking name possible for a character? Dude. Oh, it's terrible. No, it's the worst. Every time I write down <laughs> He-Man, I'm like, what am I writing down? When I put up the picture already for our Instagram feed, I was like, what is He-Man? I, I want to see the the chart that they were coming up with like all right we need to get like a real masculine name for this we can call him he-man man dude or dude guy <laughs> which one should we go with uh shit you know there was a it's just a little another sidebar on netflix there's a show about toys and they did a he-man episode i think they do explain i don't remember oh yeah I'm i think i woefully remember that. Yeah, unprepared right. for these things another quick sidebar 
since you brought up the toys, <laughs> uh, the He-Man toys, I only had a couple because I wasn't a huge fan. Oh, shit. I wrote down in my notes that you had four They were also way too toys. big for the other what, toys. Whatever toxic chemical they made those toys out of, best smelling toys coming out of the package. <laughs> oh awesome. Uh, awesome smell. How many reoccurring characters do you think you can name? Uh, I, I, I could hit double digits. I don't know double if I could. Get, I don't know if I could get twenty. Could you get over twelve? Oh yeah, if that was combined, definitely. I think I could get twelve on my own. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Like on your own, do you think you could get twelve? Yeah, I could. Because yeah. I can get He Man and Skeletor. No, I could. I, no, I could. I think I could easily get twelve. We're talking from the cartoon, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah of course. Are we, are Car- we doing cartoon this? and action. I want. Go ahead and just riddle off a list. How about here this? Real quick. You do twelve, and I'll try to do twelve after you. That don't. Ooh. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to take all the obvious ones: uh, He-Man, Skeletor, Tila, Man at Arms, nope. Battle Cat. Can't write that. Down. Um, Fisto, the guy with the giant metal fist. I like the uh, sound of that. Merman, Beast Man. Whoa, 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 Merman. Merman, yeah. Beast Man, um, Triclops. Was it Cyclone or Cyclor? I think it was Cyclone. Um, Mossman, that my friend Ross was allergic to the toy, so he couldn't play with it. He'd break okay. out knives. Okay, and then I need one more for this. Who was there's Uh oh, Orko. Twelve. Yeah. Okay. Okay, you got to do another. You know, I might. You make sure I don't repeat any. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're really gonna. Did have you to say Ram Man? Was one. Of them. I did not say that. Did you say Man at Arms? I did. Yeah. Oh shit. Um, Stinkor. Stinkor. Yeah. Uh, sh- uh, what the fuck is um the sorceress? Sorceress, Three. um Jitsu, who yep. was the guy with the gold chopping hand. Four. Uh, can we say like Hordak? Or was he a Shira one? He was a Shira character, but they're same universe, so I'd count it. Okay, five so Hordak. Um, there was he wasn't on the cartoon, but there was it was called Faker He Man, and he was He Man, and he was blue. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. We're gonna count that. The original toy line, I'll count it. Six. Um, was a guy. I think his name was Stridor. He was like an ape guy with who would fly. I want to say Stridor. Did you I... say Trapjaw? Oh, I did not say Trapjaw. Seven. The coolest He-Man figure. He should have been in the movie. <laughs> I don't know why it wasn't? I like the sound of that guy. Um, fuck. You're at seven. Come on. Uh, five more. There's one thing. No, but I don't know if they're Buzz Off. I think he was a B. Yeah, guy. he was the B. Okay. A. Um, shit. come on! There's, there's some nerd out there going. Ah, oh, did you forgetting this? Are we, are we allowed to assist him at all? That's up to him. Uh, I don't care. No, 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 I don't know any of these characters. Mechanic, Mechanic. What was that? Manny eight? faces. Nine. Um, shit. Um, three more. You got this. You got it. I, did we say evil end? Did I say evil end? We did not say evil end. Evil end. Ten. I'm trying to think of some bad guys. Oh, keep them coming. Um, well, my, I mean, we're out of good guys, so you got to go with bad guys. My my animals are getting. Well, you said battle kick Panthor. That was uh, Panthor. That was Skeletor. I was going to try and assist you on that. So that's eleven Panthor. Um, oh shit. Uh, one more. You already said Triclops, right? Yeah. You got to get one more. It's not. Web store. Web store. Oh, there you go. He did it. There you go. Fu- 12. Ooh. Wow. That was, and people were on the edge of their seats when we were doing that. Yeah. Not bad for two people that weren't that into the original yeah. series. Exactly. Everybody's just writing down these names so they can go try to order these toys on Amazon because they, excuse me, not Amazon, but eBay because they know they're about to blow up from the fucking Golden Globus effect. 
that happens when we mention things on our podcast to all of 15 people. Uh, <laughs> before we get in any further, though, we're going to hit you guys with some sweet trailer action. So let's the far get end of the in universe, to that. There is a planet ruled by a being of utter evil. <laughs> And there is only one man who dares challenge him. They are locked in a battle to the death. A battle that will take them across the heavens. Stop him! A battle that will finally be fought. I want them to get down and brought to me! Across the face. Police! Nobody move! Of Earth. I think I'm gonna need some backup. Can you show us the way? Of course. No. Somebody help me! No! Julie! From a distant galaxy, they have come to Earth. Dolph Lundgren as He-Man, Frank Langella as Skeletor. Only they have the powers to be. Masters of the universe, live the adventure. All right, so of course, Everything I know as the complete outsider is that, uh, I mean, He-Man is a guy with a pink pink vest kind of deal going no, on. No, Prince Adam was the his Prince alter Adam. ego. Oh, his alter alter Adam, alter ego Adam, alter Adam ego. Uh, he wore that nice pink vest. Well, we're talking about the cartoon. He he wasn't Prince Adam in the movie. And so they didn't consider that when they casted him, right? No, he was all He-Man. He was all He-Man. They didn't worry about Prince Adam. Nope. They just went... So, if I'm thinking, okay, we need to cast a super muscly guy in the late 80s. Griff's a baby, so we can't cast him. Uh, who's the second best person? John claus too skinny. Stallone's a bitch. Uh... Schwarzenegger. Not available. Not, you were saying that at the same time. He's not available? No. Who's, he was He was filming Predator. What about time. Stallone? He's kind of short, too but... Too short, too short. Too short? No. Fuck. I remember a Stallone movie, though, where he fought a Russian. Over the top? No. He didn't fight a Russian. Cobra? Cobra. Another great movie, but no. That Rambo? Rambo? No, guys... This isn't right. There's Staying some, alive. There's something we're forgetting. Stop my mother will shoot. We're not talking about Frank Stallone here. We're talking about Sylvester Stallone, guys. Big movies. He's a he's a big guy. He's Academy Awards. Got a Grammy. He's got other things probably. He's got a Grammy. You know what I'm thinking about? I'm thinking about Dolph. You mean oh. the guy from Rocky Four? Yeah. Drago. Drago. Would he make a good He-Man? You would think. I mean, looks-wise, he's perfect for He-Man. I thought. I mean, if you just don't yeah, don't talk, then he's the best He-Man available at the okay. time. Okay, 
So they don't talk. He man, he man takes on the story of like Zelda, or rather Link in the Legend of Zelda, where he doesn't say a fucking word. Right? He's just this cool character you play as, but he doesn't say anything. No, that's the that's the unfortunate thing he talks. Oh, yeah, oh. he talks a lot. No, why? Why would he talk? He's got nothing to say, right? What does he say in the cartoons? A lot of really bad quips and one-liners. And a lot of Can light. you think of a quip? What? Can you think of a quip? No, just not <laughs> oh, not a, not a particular one, but just okay. the basic stuff of he'll wrap a guy in, in rope and go, oh, looks like your hands are tied or something like that. Yeah. And he'd give us a lot of like, life lessons. So it's bottom-tier puns and shit. Yes. So they cast the Dolph, and he's definitely got the muscle. We, we're agreeing on that. You know, I I don't know if this is a fact, but I'm going to say it's a fact because I just don't care enough to look, up, look it up. But I think this is the first toy line ever made into a movie. I can't think of another one. They're probably yeah. once again going globus, breaking down boundaries. Yeah, you know breaking what? Breaking new ground. You might be onto something there. I can't think of another one, but I also don't think of many other toys. So I'm gonna say that you're you hit it. That now well, you got a ton of them now. You got GI Joe. You got Lego. Pokemon. Transformers. Trans- Ninja Turtles. I thought this movie borrowed a lot, or rather, Transformers borrowed a lot from this movie, and we'll get into that in a minute. But I feel like it borrowed a lot because, yeah, uh, uh, we we really need to get into that later. But most of what I want to talk about right now is Dolph. Was he a Conan ripoff? Was Conan well, already out? Schwarzenegger, yeah. well, Ripley, yeah. Swords? Years, yeah, years and years. Like, 81 is when Conan came okay. out. Okay. No, I, I think He-Man the Toy was a ripoff of Conan. I think... Oh, completely? Yeah. It, it, I, don't I'm not, I don't quote me on this, but it might be possible that they wanted to make Conan dolls, and they didn't have the rights, so they just came up with this He-Man shit. Holy shit. And they were just like, what's the most masculine? And then we go into the name bit we did earlier, so just plug that into this part of the podcast right here, because I'm not going to go over it again. Wow, that makes a lot of sense. I was though. disappointed that Dolph didn't have the page boy haircut that He Man is known for. He's yeah, had, he had kind of a mullet. He had he had like a a nice bob going with some bangs. It was I, pretty rough. I was having a hard time. You said the magic word here, Bob, because all I want to talk about is uh, that Legion show right now. And I was telling Murray that I wanted to get a nice Bob wig with my mustache. And just go around like that for a while because in season two and those... You could pull it off. I think I could pull it off. I just have to maybe do a little dye in the mustache there, but I could pull that off. But He-Man couldn't pull it off. They kind of they kind of went a different route well, with you know him. who pulled it off? Who? Frank Langella, Skeletor. Jesus Christ. Oh, dude. Next level stuff right there. We all know that I love to make lists. And my list of this movie was things I learned. And the things I learned from the heroes and crew. Let's count that up there. One, two, three, four, five. Learn five things for the heroes. Let's look at what Skeletor and his crew caught me. Jesus, I'm going to have a hard time counting all these hashes. I'm going to have to call on somebody else. Oh, wait, I got it. 22. 22! Things, words, lessons, just philosophies, 
Skeletor had it all in this movie. The only thing I didn't like about Skeletor is that I could see his eyeballs. I wanted yeah, it to be... Yeah, well, yeah. they didn't have CGI back then. So yeah. You, kinda... so, so you got kind of like a fleshy mask. Yeah, the mask I, was yeah. kind of rough. I, the, yeah, the mask, the mask was, was rough. rough. Looked cool, but it wasn't fun- very functional. Um, yeah. But I preferred the eyeballs. Something with a skeleton with really? eyes is creepier to me than just... I want nothingness. I didn't like the eyeballs, but I love Skeletor in this movie. Oh, I, way well, better than the cartoon. Yeah, what we got to talk about is Frank Langella, who I don't know. I guess before this, he was most famous for playing Dracula in the seventies. Dracula. Oh, was he? Yeah. Um, and he was kind of obviously he was down on his luck now because he was doing a He-Man movie, but he did. And I, me and uh, me and Mike have talked about this in the past. He did what I like to call a cushioning. Uh huh. Of course, based on the great actor Peter Cushing, who, no matter what piece of shit he was in, just his mere presence elevated the material. Absolutely. And I, and I think this is what Frank Langella did. He took it because the the urge in these kind of movies is to go camp. And he's right. like, no, I'm going to really, I'm Skeletor. And I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to play it for jokes. Right. And he did a great job. He, yeah, he's supposed to be that. the baddest dude in the universe. And he, he went for it. And it was awesome. No, he really did. Every moment, it was it was classic fucking wrestling moment behind the scenes. Macho Man just delivering a perfect little you know vignette. It was wonderful. I really liked Skeletor in this movie, and I was really disappointed that Dolph Lundgren apparently didn't have a total grasp of his character and how to really counteract well, that. To to be fair to Dolph here, he's. Fresh off the boat, Swedish at this point. He had a thick Swedish accent. The whole plan was to dub someone else's voice in post over his. Really? Yeah. But he had it in his contract where he got to do three takes on it, and it was already going too long and stuff like that. So they're like, ah, screw it. Let's just leave his voice in. Shit. If I would have known that. Uh, I'm surprised three. Because Glow and Globus are like one take, we're done. That's their motto. One and one. And we're done. And let's get on the bun. That was their boat. It's called the bun. And they would get on their boat. They would do cocaine. They would party. Boobs. Butts. Dicks. Plowing. I'm talking straight plowing. Um, th- there was a lot of sex. Uh, Golden Globus had a lot of fun. And people got in, uh, involved in their movies because they had a lot of fun. We've already talked about their movies. You know they're great movies. Um, real, real quick. Is this the first movie you've covered on the podcast that didn't have nudity? This is the, um, this, what was the rating on this movie? Was this it PG? Probably, yeah, probably PG. Maybe PG thirteen, but I I would say PG. I'll uh, you know. Well, we had Dolph's tits. We see right ones. his we? glistening. Well, no, that's already boats. that's already again on the Instagram feed. We can see those babies <laughs> blasting. They're blasting off. Uh, yeah, no, he 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 really put those right out there, front and center. Um, Masters of the Universe. We don't get 1987. You see, this is the disgrace. Uh, just put in Masters of the Universe. Yeah, I should. There's just no put He-Man in, Master... in the actual title of the movie. Oh, there isn't. No. Let's see if that pops up. Master of the Riveting Podcast. I'm glad you guys are really holding this over while so, I search for something you're... here. Uh, well, it would help finger. if you put in the S at the end of Masters. You know, but, you know, who am we, I to critique? We talked about this. Boom, there you go. In topic. our last episode, I, Charles Bronson type, 
with one finger at a time. As a man should type. As a man S-T-E. Where's that E? P-G. Parental guidance. And I will say, like, this was... We're gonna we're eventually gonna talk about how this movie introduced a lot of concepts that were involved in other movies, and one of those comments uh, uh, concepts was adult humor kind of hidden, because there was a scene where He Man shows up with a nice Courtney Cox, and he's like, "How are you guys?" And the the one lady that's in their group is just like, "I see you're doing okay." <laughs> yeah. So they mix in the adult ho- humor, but this is apparently a PG movie. So, well, you could have. I got, we've gone over this. You could have nudity in a PG movie back in the day. I thought it was PG thirteen. People, no, people like just lost their shit sometime in the like, probably around this time. Uh, I mean, yeah. th- th- this movie. Unfortunately, people didn't think it was that great in the movie theaters. They were right, but. They were right. Uh, Mike, you disagree? I disagree. I also disagree. I feel like if I went and saw this in theaters, they'd be like, you know what? I see what they're going for, and I'm happy they did it. Uh, there was a few people who agreed with us who were like, you know, if you're familiar with He-Man, this was great. And those were coming straight out of legit newspapers. None of this fake news bullshit that Murray's telling us about. Murray, what was that one news feed you told me about? fishswimupstream.com or something. Sure. Yeah. You got to remember when Tim was like seven or eight, he already had the soul of a grizzled veteran. Yeah. So nothing impressed him once he made it to first or second grade. So he probably saw this movie and he was already planning for retirement in his head, even though he was like 10. I bring so much joy out of Murray. It's hard to get into those hard hard topics with him. You get this man chiseled of stone to crack and smile and it's impressive it really is you see i'm like the bounce house like he gets around me and he's just like fuck yeah i'm taking my shoes off let's get in on this so i have a hard time tapping into that hate do you want to talk about your hate no just in life in general just in life about this movie whatever you want i just want to make sure we're not i think we're here to talk about masters of the universe okay We we can do another podcast for things i hate so this movie came in under budget, which is a first for, you know, Golden Globus. You know, they shot it for about 20-something million and only made 17 million. No big deal. They will make it up on the next movie, which, of course, we already kind of talked about, which was ended up being Cyborg. They wanted to do a sequel for this. It didn't happen. And, uh, they were like, we got all these costumes and shit laying around. What do we do? What do we do? Let's just make a movie with John Claude doing some roundhouses. And lo and behold, Griff loved it. So I I I don't know where to go from here, but you knew I know where to go. You know where to go from here. Yes. It's time to make some money, Griff. I want to make them sweet monies. Dollar bill. You know, like for the, we've kind of been slacking off the last two episodes. And it's not because we don't want to have a sponsor, it's just we're getting more picky. We really get picky, and we also really get lazy because there's no, no, so no, no, many no. offers. We, we get we get picky, and I'm like, okay, I have to. I, get lazy. I, I won't just take anybody now. First couple episodes, sure, whatever. A horse out for anything, but now that we've gotten literally ten, twelve, forty five, we got forty five listeners. Sure, and only half of those are bots. Yeah, that's pretty fucking amazing. I want to tell you about this one bot, Alacy. She 
is clearly a human. Go on. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I mean, this chicks love going globus mode. <laughs> but you know what I love? I love commercials. I want them sweet commercials. And we got a great product here. I'm not saying this just because I'm half owner of the company that makes this product. Mike, you're in the commercials, right? I love commercials. Oh, boy. Love a good commercial. I can't wait. I hope you're into this product. I know you... This is a very useful product. I, In fact, I had some of these on this very hot Memorial Day weekend. Oh, shit. Are you kidding me? No. You already got your shipment? I haven't got my shipment. Yeah, you... well, that's, the, that's the, the perks of... Well, Being the guy that reads the apparently commercial. that's your perk. Well, I'm reading the commercial. I, I want my perk. Well, you'll get yours. Don't I worry want my about perk. Don't well, go on. I let's want stop. My perk. Let's stop teasing and just I want my let perk. the people know what this great product is. I want my perk. <clears throat> <clears throat> Do the dog days of summer got you beat? Do you need something to beat that heat? Mm-hmm. Are you looking for a frozen treat? but desire the flavor of savory meat. Then look no further than Gravy Pops, the latest innovation from Merman Industries. Mm. Gravy Pops combine the cooling relief of a popsicle with the comforting flavors of homemade gravy. Mm-hmm. Gravy Pops are made from the finest meat drippings our factories in Turkmenistan can provide, ensuring that every lick is like a Thanksgiving dinner minus your racist drunk stepfather. But that's not all! We here at Merman Industries guarantee that every gravy pop contains at least two, count them, two tablespoons of bacon bits because everything tastes better with bacon! <laughs> gravy pops are available in four mouth-watering flavors. Beef, chicken, pork, and mystery meat! That's mm. right, even we don't know what's in this one. Did it walk on four legs? Was it a mammal? Did it have the ability to speak? Your guess is as good as ours. We just know that it's mmm, mmm, good. Gravy pops are available at all the finest gas stations this great land of ours has to offer. So do yourself a favor and beat the heat with a meaty treat of gravy pops. Holy Ooh. shit. That's what you've been hiding from me? I can attest to. They're amazing. Gravy. Did they send you any kind of pairings with beers? Because as an alcoholic, I need to know what kind of beers I can no. pair that popicle Strictly with. Strictly gravy. What? I'm interested in this mystery meat flavor. So am I. It's like Salisbury Steak Day in middle school. Sometimes I don't it, know what that was. It wasn't a steak. You're gonna have to try it, Mike. I'm not saying, dude. I I, I, I got, there, just go to the, the the next nearest mobile. They got them there. I gotta tell you, Murray hasn't even told me about any of these fucking popicles. Uh, I'm really disappointed about that because I want to work out a nice. Like I gotta I gotta post this shit to the internet. And I don't even know what beer to pair it with. Will you get off the beer thing? Well, no. Hey, listen, man. Just different can... beers, different pops. Try them okay. out. Okay. We can get into wine. I want to know what wine what, to pair what it with. Would you, what beer would you drink at a Thanksgiving dinner? What beer? Uh, alcohol. We'll try that. Okay. <laughs> so anybody who's wondering what to pair their uh, uh, meat popsicle. What was Gravy the pop. Gravy Griff. pop. They're paying us to say this. You're paying you to say it. You haven't paid me yet. You're uh, half of Merman Industries. I am. <laughs> we forgot to have the meeting. <laughs> um, so anyways, yeah, definitely. I can't help if you're drunk all the time and I have to handle these things. Come yeah, on. well, sure. That's why you handle the money. That I'm responsible <laughs> enough to tell you to handle the money because I get drunk all the time. All I know is you haven't given me a sample yet, so I can't speak to it firsthand, but you I'll, can. I'll get you What one. flavors have you had? 
I had everyone but mystery me. I don't know. Like, I was kind of scared. Really? You haven't had mystery me yet? I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but no, I haven't had it yet. Do you have any in your freezer? Not at the moment. I know Mike's a big fan of mysteries and food, so I think we should get him one, and I think I should have at least a Next time we have Mike on, we'll all have our mystery meat gravy pops. Together. Yes. I'm all in. Let's okay. do this. What shape does it take? It takes the shape of whatever the – well, this is the weird thing. It takes the shape <laughs> of the flavors. So, like, beef is shaped like a cow, chicken is chicken. Mystery meat shaped like a question mark. Mystery <laughs> Oh, shit. I want to see that packaging. But really what I want to know, we already talked about how fucking great Skull was. Did Why we? is this movie... We didn't, this... bro. We did not. Wait, we didn't? No. Nope. Why is Grayskull... We talked so... about how great Skeletor was. And Look, then... I said... Well, he is oh, Skull. Oh, I said Grayskull. So I, I get these two... You see? This is my problem. As the complete outsider, I should not be leading this episode. Because... Gray Skull and uh, uh, Skeletor were like I was like, wait, which one's who? Skeletor Gray, is Gray, what is the person. Gray Skull is the castle. It's a castle. And the name Castle Gray Skull. That's okay, what it's called that. It's a castle. Did He Man ever? He appears in front of it when he's doing the "I have the power." At bit. The, are you talking about the end of the movie? The very beginning, you see Gray Skull, and the very end, you see Gray Skull. Oh, okay. I just. So it's a castle. It's yeah. not a civilization. It's not a city. No, it's, it's, it's not Eternia is the planet that Grayskull is on. He man's own planet. Huh. I'm having a really hard time keep tracking of that. Yep. And then Skeletor's swinging pad was Snake Mountain. Snake Mountain. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So wait. So the. So remember. So in the beginning. Skeletor has taken over Castle Grayskull, correct? Yeah, Grayskull yeah. has fallen. Eternia's in shambles right now. Skeletor is running riot. He imprisoned yeah. the sorceress. Yup. Yep. In like an energy field. Yeah. And, uh, and He Man and Man at Arms and Tila are on the run. Man at Arms. Oh, is that his dad? No, it's Tila's his, dad. Yes. Tila's dad. It was somebody's dad. I could tell by the mustache. That's how they usually dictate a dad is with a mustache. Yep. Correct. So <laughs> okay. So uh, Jesus Christ! I don't even remember. I just watched this two days ago. I can't remember. What's what's the let's you know what, you know this character you want to get into that made I actually wrote this down made me wish for Orko. <laughs> Mike, the, what is that character's name? Stupid Goblin, Gwildor. Gwildor, played by the Peter Dinklage of his day, Billy Barty. Who was in every midget role in the old days. Including Noodles McIntosh in UHF. He's the cameraman for the news station. Jesus. I, I don't... That, that was, it was hard. I didn't even know this was going to be a sci-fi movie, yet alone that there was going to be weird gnomish people. Was, was it dwarf or gnomish? He's his own thing, man. I don't really know. Based yeah, they on, mentioned they, they, what he was, but yeah, I don't remember. They I, mentioned what it was, but I didn't write it down or anything. So right. he was like a key master, wasn't that his... He's a locksmith. 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 Right out of Matrix. Matrix borrowed that. Key master in the so Matrix. So he did... So Skeletor hired him to make the key. Hired him. He did. Paid him in loincloths. <laughs> to make the, the key for... Why did Skeletor want the key? Because it can open up, uh, you Dimensional can teleport risk. anywhere. Yeah, and that's how he got the drop on the uh, on Castle Grayskull and the Sorceress. Yeah. Okay, so Gwildor. 
Gwildor. I'm gonna I'm gonna forget this every time. Gwildor. Hey Mike, just go ahead and pop that up on that magnet board right behind you there, so Murray doesn't have to ask us every time. <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> so Gwildor's feeling a little guilty about helping Skeletor take over Castle Grayskull. So he's like, I don't know. Mike's got he he's got a perfect impression of Gwildor. He really it, does. We need. Mike needs to stop writing and start hitting us with that sweet Gwildor pressure. Mike, you're done? Uh, hit us I'm with, done. Hit us so with what, some did, what did he say to He-Man? Well, he, he tells He-Man that he, he made the key for Skeletor, and Tila gives him some shit for it. He's like, why would you do that? And I forget what type of race he is, but he goes, oh, we're peaceful people. I, I didn't think he would have ill intent or something along those lines. Like <laughs> the guy this, named Skeletor. Like, he's the guy named Skeletor who has a skull face, fangs. Lives in Snake Mountain. He, he probably was like, make this key for me or I'll kill you. And he and Gwild- Gwildor goes, oh, okay, sounds like a good idea. Sir, how? Or you, you know what? No, oh. I'm sorry. He sent Evil in, and Evil oh, in was okay. a pretty lady. Gwildor says that. Oh, Gwild- right. He's like, yeah, How was I supposed to know? That, she was hot. Yeah, you know what? I watched that a second time this morning, and uh, yeah, that's exactly how it went the down. Old send the hot chick. Man. Hello, right. Gwildor. I would like you to meal me a key. Well, okay. Yeah, so you can see that I'm hot. But Gwildor reveals that he has another key. Oh, okay. prototype. A cosmic key. Ooh. And this cosmic key can open portals to any dimension. Are, were they both? Cosmic keys? They both were cosmic keys. Okay, that's what I thought. So, what was it? Did did Skeletor catch wind of this? Because I remember they were holed up in Gwildor's house, and then the guy Karg, the guy Karg. with the white, yeah, white like skunk hair, Karg. They they like followed He Man, and yeah, no, the, he did. They didn't know about the second key yet. They just followed He Man there, okay, and they busted in. He-Man? Yeah, he. They don't know about the second key yet. The bad guys don't. So Gwildor says, "Hey, I'll just open up. They, they're coming. You know, I'm gonna just beep boop boop push some buttons on the yeah. cosmic key. Opens. He doesn't know where they're going. They just gotta get the fuck out of there. Right. So they open a portal. They dive in, and where do they wind up? Well, they have to wish each other a good journey first. That was their mantra." Good journey. Good journey. Good journey. There's hand gestures. You can't see them, but there's hand gestures. Good journey. Just so you know, every time I say bye to you guys, I'm wishing you a good journey with the good. hand gesture. I hope you do, because now that I've known about this, I wish everybody a good journey. Uh, so they wish each other a good journey. Well, they end up on fucking Earth. No, no, no. They end up on Snake Mountain, man. What? They end up on Snake did Mountain. We, Griff, did we watch the right movie? No. They end up on Snake Mountain. And they see the sorceress, and they're like, oh, there's the was sorceress. That, I thought that was Grayskull. Grace that was Snake Mountain? That's Snake Mountain. Mm. He has her in Snake Mountain. Oh, and then, shit, I thought they were in Castle right. And then they're like... No, he captured her from Castle Grayskull. Oh, they're yeah. like frantically trying to get out of there, aren't they? Right, because then Skeletor yeah. and all of his troops yeah, show up. Right. Right. And then, then Evil Inn, because <laughs> she hears the, him wailing those sweet synth tones yes. on the Cosmic Key. Holy and Evelyn's like, fuck. the little worm has another key. And we forget. I, 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 I want to point out Meg Foster, who plays Evil Lynn, was, looked really cool too. Yeah. She looked good. Yeah, that's true. Those are her natural eyes, by the way. Boom. Those are not contacts. It's just blasting those. What are they? Get are they, are they blue? Yeah, blasting those baby blues. 
Sorry, I really felt like that line. Here. So then, okay, you're right. So they're 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 battling. They're Gwildor. We gotta get the fuck out of here. He man's yeah. all like, "I'm gonna do this," and they're like, "No, get back here, dude." So he opens another portal, and then where do they wind up? Well, because Canon can't go too sci-fi. We're on a budget here. Kablow my ears! We're on Earth, motherfuckers, and we're not at KFC. We're at some kind of like rib replica. Robbie's Rib Shack or yeah. something like that. Yeah, and it's a it, it's the KFC of ribs. Yeah, you know if you're a He-Man fan, there's nothing more exciting than having a He-Man movie take place on Earth. Oh, my God. I didn't, again, knowing nothing about He-Man, I was like, wait, they're on Earth? Well, this reminds me of another alien-type movie that ended up on Earth called Transformers. Just one of many things borrowed from this movie. We're going to mention those later. But for now, ribs... Grappling hook, physics, I don't get it, but Gwildor. Gwildor, I wrote it on the board. He's got, yeah, I'm trying to read that. I had to put my spectacles back on here. Uh, Yeah, he fucking snatched those up. And, uh, of course, we get that nice <laughs> vegan moment. He, he snatches up. Before he snatches them up, he's sitting there. He sees the couple making out in the front seat. Yeah. He sees the bucket of ribs in the back, and he does the classic cartoon character, I'm hungry, and always up. Yeah. He smacks his lips. And then the grappling hook swipes that bucket they of ribs. They really did keep it close to a cartoon, though, didn't they? With, like, noises like that. Like, yeah. And then he drinks the barbecue sauce, which churned my stomach watching that as a kid. That's, uh, I don't even want to get into it. <laughs> and then they, they eat the ribs. Teela's mortified that they're eating. She, she, Teela wouldn't like gravy. Yeah. What, what is this hard stick I'm eating off of? So I mean, basically, she's basically telling us everyone on Eternia is a vegetarian. That was, I found that interesting. Which yeah. I don't think was a thing in the cartoon. So I think Golan Globus were just progressive for Go- the time. Again, Golan Globus. They're always at the time. Incels, veganism. Uh, that, that I meant to have another point in the middle there, but I led with the the, the berry, buried with the lead. Um, so, so then we're introduced to that character, Julie, because we need a human character to ground us. Because yeah. there's no way we can relate to He-Man. We're we, mere mortals. We need so our we Sam need... Wiki, and we need our other girl that was in the Transformers movie. We need a couple to get attached to on Earth to make us more connected to this right. movie. Well, you need right. a love story. So. So, what... so we're introduced to a pre-Friends Courtney Cox. Yeah. Pre-Friends, but was this post-Dancing in the post Dark? Post-Dancing in the Dark, yes. Po- this is, oh, she was this just known post... as the girl from the Bruce Springsteen movie. Uh, I didn't realize I'm sorry. We're learning this is their last day at the old rib shop. She's like, I gotta move all the way across the country. I've some tragic shit happened to me. My parents died. Did they ever talk about how long ago her parents died? I think they just died, like recently. Like two days ago. Yeah. Guys, I gotta get out of here. I've been here too long. She's like, I graduated from high school. And she's like, I, I just, I gotta get out the fuck out of here. I gotta go on the other side of the country, right? But then, but really, I don't think it had anything to do with her parents dying. I think it had to do with the fucking her loser boyfriend, Kevin. Her boyfriend was pretty loserish. Yeah, I mean, nice guy, but he played synth in a rock band. All right, that's like and he's most... playing like the high school prom. Yeah, I mean, he's so. he's classic yeah. like bar band material. He's never going anywhere with that shitty band. It he, is. He's got he's got kind of that flowing hairstyle all the time, but that was the only thing I thought he had going for him. We see a little, like, he's got some musical talents, but we don't really get to find out about that right off the bat. All we know is really that keys on Earth, we're attracted now to Courtney Cox, lady, 
whose name is Julie. Julie. Uh, I don't think we've introduced her boyfriend yet. Well, so. no, Kevin shows up and he's kind of sad yeah. sack that he is, and he's, he's he's driving the same van every '80s boyfriend drives. Yeah, and he was he was rocking that great classic '80s song. I'm living in a box. I'm I don't living know. in a cardboard box. I don't and I talk about homeless people. Oh. But um, <laughs> so they go, hey, I'm out of town. Let's stop by the old graveyard and see my parents one last time. Yeah, she's like, I need to go see my parents. So we we learn how the parents died. Apparently they were she was like, Oh, I just blame myself. Oh, what was me? I wanna go on vacation. Uh, we they, uh, they were gonna go to the beach and I said, No, I wanna hang out with Kevin. So uh, instead they went on their little prop plane and they crashed and oh it's I blame myself, but in a way I kinda blame you, Kevin, because I was hanging out with you. Right. So she nicely just transitions that whole guilt trip onto yeah. Kevin. I'm just gonna go ahead. I felt bad about my parents dying in a plane accident, but let's go ahead and. Uh... So before Kevin can say anything, they discover the old cosmic key. Woo! Crash landed right in the graveyard. Right there, and they just—they're just gonna go ahead and pilfer that because it might not have been a gift left for somebody. I leave my dad at his gravestone a cosmic key at least once a month and a nice smoldering crater. Uh, is there any other way to leave a cosmic key? No, there isn't. Michael? There's not. So, if you go to my dad's gravestone, you'll see a lot of craters. And that's because I get into the atmosphere. I get right up in there. I go air balloon style, and I just fucking chuck them down. And I do the math. I got the trajectory. So, yeah, this is natural. They stole it. They stole my cosmic key. Okay. Okay. Now that so, they got my cosmic key, they get the, Kevin picks up the cosmic key. Goes, "Hey man, this is like one of those Japanese synthesizers." Yeah, and he starts fucking disrespect there. right there. What disrespect? He doesn't know what it is. Well, yeah, it's not Japanese though. It's Griff, Griff, Griffin, Griffin. Well, he's, he seems pretty confident it's Japanese, even though he has no idea. Yeah, Everything it does. It does, it does make music. It's clear. Right. And it's got then, a little, it does a sweet little, then, like, Pink Floyd laser light show. Yeah, it does a but light then, show. I'm going to jump forward a hot second here. But then he goes to Charlie's music shop later in the movie to find out what it is. And Charlie's like, oh, it's one of those Japanese synthesizers. Everybody. And, and Kevin's like, no, it's not, idiot. Like, you you said the same thing, douchebag. Lay Every, off, Charlie. Everybody this wants to. This is why Julie's leaving, because he's a douche. Yeah, everybody wants to believe. Like, they hook up together. They're at, like, the high school and he's just like, look, I got to take this. I got to take this thing to Charlie's. Do you want to come with? And she's like, I'll well, go with. Wait, no they, no. He, no, they go to the high school because he's going to play at the high school. He dance. has to do a sound yeah. check. Yeah. So he's like, I'm going to check this sweet thing out. Yeah, with, pl- you know, he amps it up. I'm going to amp this baby up. Meanwhile, <laughs> back in Eternia, Skeletor is pissed. Well, yeah. He's like, you let fucking He-Man go, you fucks. And yeah. he's got a cosmic key. We can't have him have that because I I got to wait for the, the moon to be at a certain period of time. And I don't want He-Man showing up fucking my plan up. Skeletor sees in multiple dimensions. He also sees in the fourth dimension. He sees that the movie is going to be about these uh, hero characters using the cosmic key as a deus ex machina to foil his plan so he's like i gotta steal that from them i'm gonna pause you right there because it's a nice little segue you said skeletor sees in the fourth dimension this plot 
was actually written based on Jack Kirby's comic, The Fourth Dimension. Oh! And fans later saw this and brought it up, and the writer or director was like, I'm glad someone picked it up, because, yeah, it's totally based off that. Anyways. Wow. There you go. Wow. So, you back on Eternia. Grift is on The Fourth Dimension. Did right? I just have a home run? You did. Oh, boy. Maybe you should tell us about here, man. Accidental segue. Accidental. That's all I got. Murray, so take it away. We get introduced <laughs> to some of. Uh, he's like, Evelyn, get me my henchman. Skeletor is all about getting that key. I mean, this is what but you're it, getting it, at. It, it's like, I'm too above that. I well, need yeah. some underlings to do this. This is typical, like, head honcho uh, movie shit right here, where he's like, I got these henchmen. They're fucking bad ass. And I, I'm gonna tell you guys, but what I wrote about them. Um, so there's four of them. That's correct. One of them, I'm pretty sure, was a kiss uh, reject. Karg. 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 Can you describe him? He's the shorter guy with the prune face and the long white mane. Mm. Mm. The sweet hook for a hand that never comes into play. He had a hook, and it. Ne- that's why I don't remember the hook. Like you see it a couple times, but he never does anything badass with it. Fuck that guy. We also had a mofo looking like straight out of Predator. Sarad. Sarad. Yep. Yeah. He had like the helmet. He's like a lizard guy with a motorcycle helmet on his head. Yeah. And anytime you see him, he's wiggling around doing the Axel Rose dance. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I like that. Um I'm gonna skip ahead. Before we get to number three and go straight to number four, you guys have told me that this is actually from the canon of uh, He-Man, Wolfman. Beastman. Beastman. Beast yes. Yeah. He's the one that Skeletor in the cartoon would always call a furry fool. Furry fool. Yeah, you yeah. furry fool. Wait, is that Skeletor? Yeah, yeah that's how Skeletor how he, he Skeletor was just <laughs> Paul Lind in the cartoon. He-Man. Oh, that's my all he God. Was. I love this. What's the matter, He-Man? And then these last guy called Jax from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> is this Blade. Not... No. His, na- his name was Blade. Oh, yeah, you're right. We talked about this. Uh, yeah, I uh, we, we came to the conclusion that it was a combination of uh, Blade, or no, Baraka and, and Kano. Kano. Because he had, like, blade hands, but he also had, like, the side hands. He had, he had swords. Well, he had swords. Yeah. I'm sorry. Blade hands, swords. But he also had like some weird cyborg eye going on. And that was the weird part for me. Yeah, so basically you have four henchmen and only one is from fucking He-Man. Like, what the fuck? Where was Merman? Where was and who's uh, the Trapjaw? One, who's the one who plays the biggest part in the, in the mix? It's not the fucking Wolfman who... Beastman. 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 Who actually is like in the canon, but it, it, it's the cyborg guy. Blade. Blade. Well, probably because Blade was... I think one of the stunt coordinators, and he actually, mm. in one of the later fights you see in the movie, stood in for a certain big character because he uh, he actually knew how to fight with swords. So we do get kind of an action scene between He-Man and uh, Blade, and it, it's... Well, first they show up at the high school and start this fucking shit up. They beat the shit out of some guy named Carl. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they beat the shit out of the janitor, whoever he was. Poor Carl. Poor Carl. And uh, almost kill poor Julie. 
She almost gets stabbed by the blades. Well, she's our earthling, though. So and they you know burn that mother down. Away. Yeah. Well, they knock some candles over or something, and it <laughs> goes up like a tinderbox. Well, you don't leave candles going unless you're going to supervise them. Right. Who needs candles for a soundtrack? Why leave one teenager to so supervise them? So Kevin didn't he take he took off before Blade and them show. Yeah, he was already yeah, he, I'm gonna he, go to Charlie. He's, he's, he's giving Charlie to... shit for he's, saying it's yeah. a Japanese synthesizer, which is what he said Japanese minutes for prior. Synthesizer. So he's fucking around with Charlie, leaving poor Julie alone. Julie almost gets killed. She runs out, runs right into He Man's arms, right where you want to be if you got some crazy motherfuckers chasing you. Right. She starts freaking out because it's a giant dude in a loincloth and a cape. With glistening pants. And he's all like, I'm Glistening. not gonna hurt you. And she's like, oh, cool, okay. Like, I'm totally just going to believe I, I you. I love that she was just like, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, you look at that dreamy Dolph Lundgren with his flowing blonde hair and oiled up pecs, and if, oh, you're, if you're young Courtney Cox. Calm down. I, I only have you know a quarter what? of a beer left here. I can't Talking about oiled up pecs has got me thinking about Woo, this, this, shit. Uh, what is this, this, guy this music about? video. You know, I put a lot of thought into these videos, and by a lot of thought, I mean no thought. <laughs> I just think, but this one I put some thought into. Sure, you did. This isn't a hair. This isn't our normal hair metal thing. This is just a straight up metal, I guess, kind of. I had to pick this band because what what band do you pick for He Man? But the most manliest band in the land, the band that has man in their name of their band, Man of War. Let me give you, let me give you a backstory before we start this video. Please do, because I have never heard of Man of War. I don't, they dress like barbarians. Barbarians, okay. And if you don't, if you're listening, you have no idea who we're talking about. You're not alone. Nobody in America gives a flying fuck about Man of War. They're from. I can confirm. <laughs> they're from like Double I think confirm. I think they're from like upstate New York. But in Europe, particularly Germany, they're fucking huge. Okay. They can literally play like like hundred thousand people festivals, like headline them, and that puts. All the Nazis shouldn't have perspective when you see, you see like that. You're so like, that's oh, what, it makes sense now. That's why I was so popular in Germany when I wore my Man of War shirt. Yeah. I didn't get it. So this song, Blow Up Your Speakers, is about, it's a very of its time song. It was, the song is about uh, MTV wouldn't play a real metal. They just played the shit we usually make fun of. And Man of War wasn't having it anymore. Okay, okay. Like, Fuck you, MTV. Yeah. We're going to blow your speakers up. Fucking blow them up. Let's get started, girl. Let's get started. Boom. Big old black and white captions blow your speakers. So we started out, we got these like burnout dudes. Sharpening knives, watching TV. And I, I want to applaud them because these guys actually look like heavy metal fans. And most of the metal uh, videos of the 80s, Ooh. they get like some model or some shit. These guys really look like they listen to heavy metal. They're grimy. They got mullets. They got fucking denim vests. They're, they're sleeping in the same room. Exactly. Yeah, these are true Heshers here. They really are. And they're rocking out. They're, they're like air guitar and they're air singing. They're air bass playing. And now oh, we're getting, man. we're seeing a little bit of Man of War here, how fucking manly they are. Yeah, we, uh, they always do this thing where they have shots of them like playing a live concert, quote unquote. Sold out concert. Sold, uh, a sold out live concert. Oh, man, look you at know, him. He, just fucking fuck bass, destroying that fuck, bass. Fuck air guitar. He's this guy's a bass guitar. He's just, this guy right here reminds me of our buddy. I, I always, I, I just <laughs> had our buddy Hair Metal Sean. You know, you know who you are, Sean. <laughs> this guy here is how I imagine you. You probably didn't look at this guy at all, but this is how I imagine you're 16. <laughs> so go and watch this video. I do really want to imagine Sean wearing like shirts cut off like <laughs> above the uh, belly button. 
and he Norm, breaks his drumsticks yeah. and just starts playing Fuck with his yeah. fists. What? He's like, this isn't like like Tommy Lee retwirls a stick. He's like, I don't need sticks, motherfucker. He snaps <laughs> them and bashes the, the skins with his fists. Fucking a. Now the one thing I really want to point out. Now here, the, the the stoner guys are back. They're like they they invade uh, like a video store and they're like, right. hey, motherfucker, if MTV ain't playing our shit, you're playing our shit. So they get out the old VHS cassette of the Man of War. Put it in the VCR and blow some fucking speakers. Oh, pyro! Oh shit! Oh no, it's gone. Murray, what's going on with their pants? Here, well, though? this is the one thing I want to point out. You think they're just wearing leather pants, but oh no, no, no! I'm pretty sure they're wearing the leather pants, dude. No, what they're wearing is much, much worse. What? What? They're be wearing worse? black bikini brief underwear uh, and leather chaps. Oh Jesus! And you can see him right there. You get a little, uh, little, little, little bit of the man ass hanging out. Jesus. They're rocking out. They're playing to like 50 million people. They're oh. doing some kind of phallic kind of thing with the guitars, oh, rubbing them against boy. each other. They're doing this move. I don't know what this move is. A hand to wrist? Well, it, like, it reminds me. Oh, oh there you God. go. There's a man ass right there. That's a lot of flesh. I, I love how the uh, Hulk Hogan mustache that the drummer has, too. Oh, There's some chicks God. in the audience. Yeah, right. Murray. They're doing a little. They're like, like stock in the stage. Channing Tatum stole those moves from Magic Mike. I want to let you know. I don't. It's a fun fact. I don't know what that means, but yeah. Rocket throwing the guitar in the air. Damn. He's still hitting the fucking drums with his fists. They're letting everybody know, we're going to blow your speakers. Oh, my God. I like that he has his full vision because of the haircut, too. Like, he gets those bangs cut right above his <laughs> eyes so he can see. Like, oh, he's got the drumsticks back. Oh, it's oh great. shit. Well, he probably had a couple popped into his... Oh, One guy loves doing a lot of spinning. Yeah. I, think that, I don't think his guitar's even plugged in. He's just spinning. <laughs> he can't be because you'd see a wire flying around him. He spins like Danzig's guitarist does high kicks. Oh. <laughs> and now they're all just rocking out. Dude. It's time to cool down. So what I really need to know... How well, many- there you go. Their speakers got blown. Then they walk and they do their move where they... Oh. It reminds me of there used to be like a guy in wrestling in the eighties who would lose all the time. He was called Barry O, and his yeah. move was he would put his hands up and make an O shape. Okay, but he didn't like thrust his pelvis like these guys are doing. Yeah, I don't know what that is. They put in a hard thrust there. So they, there it is. It's man of war for you people. How many times have you seen them live? I'm not I can't afford to... them. They're they're really expensive. God, here's damn. a little fun fact for you. I don't know if it still holds up, but at the one time they were the Guinness Book of World Records. Loudest band in the world. That's bullshit. It's um, not that. It, I can back that up. At one point, they were. So, we've talked a lot about Earthlings already, but we haven't talked about a certain cop who borrows a certain trait from a certain cop that uh, Murray's. Uh, oh yeah, uh, fuck this boy. cop. Lubbock was his name. Detective Lubbock. Lubbock. This guy wants to be Kojak so fucking bad. There is so many things that were borrowed or eventually borrowed from this movie. And it's like, look, dude, it ain't just being bald. You got to have the fucking swagger, and you don't fucking have it. All he's doing, Fuck you, Lubbock. All he's doing is harassing a couple Listen, teenagers. I won't lie. I am very unfamiliar with Kojak. As greatest a kid, guy. greatest cop. As a kid, I loved Detective Lubbock. Did you loved him? This okay. This is then one of my big. This Kojak's is one of my big it. questions for you watching this as a child. Because when I saw this movie, I was like, okay, Skeletor is teaching you shit. He's giving you the big words. He's trying to teach you about like here's how life works. He man just like oh no, 
And then you've got Lovick, who's like, and and the other Earthlings, who are just trying to be cool teenagers. And Lovick's just like, no, fuck you. I'm an asshole cop. He was a dick. He was. But and he, you liked him. He, I didn't like the character, but I liked how the character was played. Wow. Because you figured that out at your age. Because he, it, he came off as funny to me. Because he was wrong about everything. And right. Like, I knew he was wrong. Okay, as the, so you as like the audience, I knew he was wrong, but you, he was so sure of himself. And then, like okay. the scene when he when he plays the cosmic key and he's just bashing bah, it with his beep, knuckles, wah. and he's like, "Oh yeah, oh this is great." Yeah. And then immediately he's like, "You know what? I think this is stolen." And it's like, "Yeah, what? What, what are you on right now, man?" What, what was his name? Kevin, the kid. Kevin was the kid. Yeah. Kevin. Kevin's like. Oh man, that's just one of my instruments, and the, the cop's playing around with it, and it's making all these notes because it's basically like some kind of weird keytar in a glove. It's like the Nintendo glove if you put a bunch of keys on it. I bear with me here. I think it maybe it's just because I just saw Ten to Midnight recently. It looked shockingly like the Sex Machine from Ten to Midnight, just with some little like buttons put on it. See, wow. I, I think it looked like a blow dryer with a couple extra buttons. Yeah. Blow dryer. Okay. Machine. I don't know what to tell you guys. I just thought it looked like a cool All I know man. is a Cosmic Key. It's for jacking off! <laughs> <laughs> the Cosmic Key is certainly for jacking off. I'd put my dick in that any day, Murray. Um, so, we know that the cop is confused about the Cosmic Key. The kid knows he wants to keep the Cosmic Key, but the fucking... Four aliens bust into his living room and like, we're going to take that cosmic key now. And what does he do but throw a washcloth at him and says like, yeah, I'm going to give you the cosmic key. You guys don't remember the scene? <laughs> no, I, rem- I remember the That's scene. That's all the scene I don't was. remember the washcloth. What? No, he throw. he's like, ah, get out of here. I don't want you in here. And then that Be- was the fight. man does his... Patented move of palm chases Kevin a yeah. couple of times. He just keeps on whacking him with his palm. I mean, you have these claws, man. Yeah. Rip someone up. Yeah, you're, you're the bad guy. You're allowed to kill someone. Oh not god, not in a PG movie. Oh not. god, Beast Man. He's a beast. He'll yeah. just slash anybody alive without any question. No, he's just gonna play patty mm. cake with your face. I'm just gonna touch you here and uh, maybe choke you up against the wall. Yeah, he's, he's he's gonna growl a little bit. He's trying to get he off. Down no, kills people. Where does He-Man come in? Because then He-Man kicks her ass, and they go back to Snake Mountain. I don't think He-Man kicks no, yeah, half it, their asses. Uh, this, yeah, pr- prior to them showing up in Julie's kitchen, um, when because we skipped over, the, he runs into Julie, and then the bad guys all show up, and oh. He-Man gives her a, a laser, and he's like, don't worry, I got this, and then beats everyone up, and then they split. They're like, retreat, retreat, because Tila and Man-at-Arms show up and start... Yeah. You know, tearing shit up. So they go back. Skeletor is like, if he was a cartoon, he'd go, you bumbling idiots. But this yeah. isn't a cartoon. So he goes, you bumbling idiots. And it's like, I got to do some shit. Right. So I'm coming to fuck some shit up. Of course. So, or did he send evil in, right? Yeah, he, he's, uh, he kills Sorod. Right. They both kind of show he up there. Some, like, laser yeah, shit he's hands. like, I mean this shit. Like, this cannot be messed up. And I... First, I think it was going to kill them all, mm-hmm. but then Evil Inn's like, no, they got this. It was cool. Well, then you four go have fun. And she's like, well, I didn't suggest that I should go. He goes, well, then you shouldn't open your mouth. Oh, yeah. Boom, son. That was, man, you nailed it. 
Got it. So then she goes, oh, I remember this, and then she pulls out this like scanner that can see through time. Yeah. And she gets to see what the battle. Yeah. And Karg is all like, we were overrun. It was crazy. We lost a lot of good men out there. You wouldn't believe what happened. We were ambushed. Lasers. And she's like, bitch, I got my scanner thing. You got punked out by He-Man. Right. There's one dude, and she, she drops the line of like outnumbered. Outclassed is more like it. There, there was never more than like eight people fighting against uh, He Man, and He Man has shown like, yeah, I can, I can defend forty five people at a time. I right, with I... a sword that's clearly too heavy for him, and then a rifle <laughs> at any given time that's clearly too heavy for him, because it's always like, Hah! and then he pulls the trigger. It's either so... he was making a meal out of it, or those props were not properly weighed. Right. So we basically learned that the henchmen maybe can't; they're out of their class. But Skelter's lady girl, what was her name? Evil Lynn. Evil Lynn needs to get to Earth, but also Skelter goes to Earth. And Evil Well, Evil Lynn, she gets the cosmic key. Yeah, because she disguises herself she, as Julie's mom. Yeah. And she just and beckons forth Julie. It's like, Julie, your mom's fucking dead. You're yeah. really stupid. They died in that plane crash. You and she's fuck. like, no, we're secret agents. We faked our death. I can't believe you didn't know that we were just faking our own deaths. I need our that own key. daughter. And meanwhile, let me just say this. Poor Charlie gets called an idiot by Kevin because he's like, oh, yeah, this is one of those Japanese synthesizers. And then now his music shop is getting torn to shit. Oh, yeah. In the middle of a cosmic battle on Earth. I hope he had insurance. Well, he doesn't. Poor Charlie. Yeah. Charlie's homeless now. I don't care about Charlie. What did Charlie ever do to you? I don't know. I just look at an asshole. Fair enough. I didn't like him. Yeah. So Evelyn gets the cosmic key, does we the old switcheroo. Got the key. She goes, Ha ha, I'm Evelyn, bitch. And then she just takes off back to Snake Mountain. Well, now the plan's been completely flipped around. They're not on the defense, they're on the offense. How do you go on the offense? I don't know. How do you go on the offense? Well, let me tell you. You got this guy. He's the buffest fucking man in the goddamn galaxy. His name is Farouk. No, wait. All right, it's masculine as shit. He man, yeah. You just go ahead and find one of these motherfuckers flipping around on a hoverboard, and you take it. I might add, two years before Back to the Future had hoverboards. When everyone was like, "It's 2015. Where's my hoverboard?" Fucking He Man had. Do you two remember years the earlier. hoverboard scenes of Back to the Future too? They're yeah. basically just feet, aren't they? I could have sworn about the actual hoverboard or the the scene itself. The scenes of him on the hoverboard weren't they just like him on it? Was, like I his believe feet? it was a lot of close ups of yeah. his feet. Yeah, and then you get a couple the, wide shots. Yeah, and then some shots of him from like the ankles up. Yeah, yeah. never saw it. This is all Dolph Lundgren just owning it, flying into sunsets, beaches, city skylines, upside down, right side up. Exactly. This looks like a Star Wars movie times ten. Um, let me just say this, and this might lose you some listeners. <laughs> Fuck Star Wars. This is my Star Wars. When yeah. people are like, oh, Star Wars is great. I love sci No, Masters of the Universe is my Star Wars. Yeah. Give me He-Man over Luke Skywalker. Give me Skeletor over Darth Vader. This movie's better than Star Wars to me. A, Skeletor, way better character than Darth Vader. Hot take. You won't get that on any other podcast. Yeah. I, Nobody has you, the balls You to probably won't. I can't even say I've seen the last six Star Wars movies. Just watch Masters lot. of the Universe six more times and you're set. I, you're, you're ahead of the game. I'm uh, Four times. 
I've already watched. Right, so I've watched it twice in the I'm last totally two days. Confused now. So, Evil, a, Evil Lynn gets a cosmic cube. Why is Skeletor coming back? Because Skeletor said that he's going to send them to mess some shit up, and then he's going to follow with an army. Yeah. He's, so even though he's waiting on this shit to happen in Eternia, he's like, "Fuck it, I'm going to take over Earth." No, he doesn't want to take over Earth. He just wants to make sure that He Man's taken care of. They get the key. Like, he wants He Man out of play. Okay. Yeah. So he shows up with his with like a whole army of people. Yeah. He's they got beat the shit you. out of He Man. Of course, there's like twenty guys on. He does the classic Andre the Giant move, where like ten guys get on him and he gets yeah. underneath, and then he jumps, jumps up and throws them away. At all ten, they fucking fly. But and... then, like, he he did somebody uh, put a gun on one somebody. And they yeah, were like, they they got they had someone pinned down, and they were like, "We're gonna kill him if you don't surrender." He's like, "Yo." Submit to be my slave, He-Man, and yeah. I'll let these people live. I don't know how much power was possessed within He-Man's sword, but they get He-Man's sword, so... Is yeah, he a very over? important plot point that's never talked about until yeah, the end of the movie. exactly. Is he over, or is that just an accessory? In the cartoon, the sword is what allowed Prince Adam to turn into He-Man. Okay, so it's a big deal. In the, in the cartoon, yeah, in the movie... It, up until this let's point, assume, it's just a sword. Let's right. assume it's, it takes on them because at that point they're just like, "Fuck!" They're back to Eternia. Uh, yeah, they go back to Eternia. Snake well, Mountain. Go, well, first they destroy the cosmic key that Gwildor had. He's like, "You're not following us, bitch. We're taking yeah. He Man. We're out of here." Yeah. So they do that, and then he Skeletor zaps Julie in the leg with his oh, it's right. powers, it's, it's, and she gets this nasty pus bubble yeah, on her she, leg. Yeah, she gets a poison. And they're like, "We got to get her to Eternia. There's no human medicine that can do that. Only right. the sorceress can save her now. Every, everything's based in Eternia at this point. So I was like, "How do we get back to Eternia?" And you know, the cosmic key was just this weird musical instrument, and whatever could we do? We don't have this weird third tier character that is a musician. That's kind of a piece of shit. What we do. Oh, wait, we do? My name's Gwildor, and I need to find a musician. Are you telling me you're a musician? Kevin is. Wow, Kevin is? Mike, is Kevin a musician? Kevin is, in fact, a musician. Is he, Is he like, tone perfect? He, yeah, he can hear a couple... He can hear a tune a couple of times, and he pretty much remembers it, man. I'm talking about a tune that's at least four notes long. I'm oh, easy... Easy for him. That's pretty rough. For a master. I, I believe mean, Wildor says, three, I are you a master? I, I'm talking, hold on, I'll just go ahead and imitate it. I'm sorry, I don't have my flute handy here, but I would do it on my flute. But I don't. Oh, that would have been so sweet if you had It really would have. By, by the way, sidebar, the, the, this music, the score, composed by Bill Conti, the guy that composed the score for Rocky. Dude. I love they, the music they, in this movie. Me too. They brought there out was, that theme. I got Ooh, that I theme got, gets me every time. I don't know. I got a very Superman ripoff from the. Oh, theme. dude, it, I did too. So. It was it's right it there is in the straight notes. up a <laughs> Superman theme ripoff. But they paid Bill Conti. I believe he won an Academy Award for his score. You know, for, like, for Marvel Masters of the Universe. Right, he, here. he's the one that composed Masters of the Universe. He, he didn't win an Oscar for that. No, he won it for Rocky, I think. Oh, he okay. He should have won it for Masters of the Universe. I was gonna say right here, right now, he won that for Masters of the Universe. <laughs> they were like, one day you're gonna do something great. Rocky's not quite there yet, but one day, M- Masters of the Universe. So this is a, this is like a preemptive Oscar, right? I I don't know, 
But what they find out is they're, they're like this. We just, we need a flux capacitor and a who's uh, a what's it. Fortunately, Tila had one of a who's a what's it, and Man in Arms had a flux capacitor. In yeah, it. just in their pockets, hanging right. out next to their gum and their keys. Because they MacGyvered the shit out of this. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, told us traveling through dimensions is pretty fucking simple. It's you pretty just need stupid. the right notes. You need these two things you find in your pocket. It's basically a carabiner and a key ring, and then you just need the right tone. Right, and then he's like, oh, these tones are lost forever now. Well, how did you build it to begin with? How did you find the tones, well, first fuck's of all? Sakes. And then you all this time you made two, a prototype, and then another one that looks exactly like the prototype, and you can't remember these four or five notes? And they were Four rec- notes? Three... Yes. Seriously. Four, it gets complicated. Four notes. That's all it was. Well, they figure out those four notes. They manage to put together a keyboard and the parts they get from the other uh, Eternia. Doesn't at this point Lubbock show up? Eternians. Yeah, Lubbock shows up with with some other cops. God, Kojak comes back. Because he goes to to get back up. And then the rest of the cops are with them, but there's nowhere, to, no one's around. And they're right. like, oh, where are all these spacemen, Lubbock? Right. And he gets all defensive about it. But then he sees Kevin driving away in the new souped-up hot rod that Gwildor right. magically fixed yeah. up. Yep. So they do the four notes. Sweet glasses and, like, the shirt on. Oh, there was so, <laughs> so much hilarious comic relief from Gwildor. Oh. He, he's, he's the Jar Jar Binks of our he pull He pulls the elf thing where he's wearing, like, Eight oh. different things, and he's like, "They'll never recognize us in these disguises." You're, god damn it! You need to do that more, <laughs> man. We should have planned this out better so we got more of you doing that because I, I feel he really captures that. He captures the essence of Gildor. He really. I'm sorry, because <laughs> that if thing, we ever, if we ever need yeah. Gildor for a future episode, are you available? I'll buy a fourth mic. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just switch between the two. Okay. So they're back in eternity. Here's the final battle. Ah! Battles. He-Man is getting the shit whipped out of him. Dude, I'm not talking whips here. What am I talking about? Laser whips? I'm talking fucking... You know, Indiana Jones, I was enthralled by him, but he had leather whips? These are leather whips. Leather? Laser Yes, laser. Let me enunciate that a little better. Laser whips. And they fucking destroyed him. I, I loved it. Well, <laughs> I loved it when the villain was beating Skele- the shit out of here. I Dude. did. Well, Skeletor, so Frank Langella, or Langella, however you pronounce it, they allowed him, because he was bringing his A++ game to this, they allowed yeah. him to ad-lib a little bit. And he drops a great line when he's whipping them. Oh, boy. And, uh... Mike's Where, busting out the notes. Right? He he what says, um busting out the he says, notes. I'm not I can't do a good skeletor, but he says, Where are they? Where are your friends now? Tell me about the loneliness of good, He Man. Is it equal to the loneliness of evil? Ooh. And that was an ad lib by uh Mr. Langella or Langella, however you pronounce it. Man. See, look at that. That would have been a good line for you to read. What about the loneliness of good? <laughs> I'm trying to find some good Gwildor stuff, but I don't think you're never gonna find it because you already you you already did it. Right. Like you made the good in that uh, Gwildor. God, Fuck he's Gwildor. He really is anyway, the Jar Jar of this they movie. They show up. 
all hell breaks loose. He-Man, they're distracted as a He-Man rips out of the bonds that were holding him. Well, Skeletor, Skeletor, Skeletor's got the sword. Yes. And he, he's put it in his, like, throne. Right. And then and he, it, he becomes like a god. Yeah. Which I thought the whole point of, like, this is what threw me off. It's like, okay, so he needed the sword to yeah. get all this shit. Why would they ever mention the sword to begin with? The whole goal of the movie, get the key. But also, the sword is what made him kind of immortal. Because as soon as he got the sword, he put it in his throne, and is like, I'm a god now. Yeah, and then the big like eye opens up, and he gets shot with all this crazy power. Right, and he's got this yeah. like gold like armor type shit. Which, I, yeah, and he looked pretty which cool. I, you know what it looked really like? And this is another thing where Golden Globus is ahead of its time. Yeah. It's very similar to a certain lead singer of a band that you like. Oh, uh, boy. That uh, no, is popular no. right now, a oh, band called no. Ghost, oh, guy with boy. a skull face and a very ornate oh, yeah. outfit. Oh, jeez. I'm just saying, Ghost, guys, you ripped off Skeletor. Oh, boy. I mean, can you blame them? No, I can't. I can't either. So He-Man's like, uh, fuck you, I'm taking my sword back, grabs it, says the classic He-Man line. I have the power! Mike, you didn't join in on that, and I'm really disappointed. I was in awe of you guys. Can, you, can we do, harmonizing. Hold on, can we do another one? Three, two, one. I, I have the, the power. power! Thank you. And a battle ensues between the sword and this, that badass like goat skull head staff that, that Skeletor I'm going to stop you right there. I didn't even care about the rest of this battle because after he said I have the power and the lightning shot through his body, I came, I fell over, and I blacked <laughs> well, out. Dude, at one point, I think I don't know if it's before He-Man gets his sword back or afterwards, but Skeletor says, I ache to destroy you. Like, oh my god. He hates He-Man so much. He's, you don't say you ache to destroy someone. He's that's so good at oh. hatred. I love him. Dude, like at that point, he said that. I'm like, yeah, I ache to destroy you too, He-Man. And I'm rooting for He-Man, right? Because I'm a kid. Right. I'm watching this. I want the good guy to win. But I'm like, okay, maybe Skeletor has a point. Like, well, you... damn. Duff, uh, Duff, Dolph barely delivers a line in this movie. So it's hard to be like, shit, I like this hero. But Skeletor, he's always giving these he's just trying to get by in the packs he's like i don't even like, I'm yeah not even really packs. like he puffs his chest out there and he lets him just bounce around no, uh, he expects eight year olds to be into at that. this point of the movie when they're fighting this is god's honest truth i'm not making this up god soon as super honest. as he-man gets the power my power cut out while i was watching <laughs> <laughs> it was too powerful it, it was literally powerful. was it was like so he has your did, power. So did he man win? Because I didn't see the rest of the movie. Yeah, so it's a really did short he fight. <laughs> he swings the, his mighty uh, sword of Grey Skull. It's the shittiest fight ever. And cracks Skeletor's staff, which apparently all of his power now is in his staff because he cracks sure. the staff in half, and then Skeletor goes back to Black Cloak, right? Yeah. Yep. He goes back to normal because he was in the gold and like I'm yeah. all yeah all powerful. But he also had the sword ripped out and then so yeah. And then there's I think a little bit of a scuffle and then Skeletor gets knocked down into a pit. 
somewhere in Snake Mountain, and he just falls down and rah! The classic emperor way to die. Yeah. Yep. So well, what happens next? Did 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 Julie get healed or? They well, even, did, I don't even mention think, her anymore. I don't think they show her get healed. Like what no. happens to Kevin and Julie? They said no. stay in Eternia. No, 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 no. They everything gets wrapped up into a nice <laughs> little bow, like. Sorceress gets released from her prison. He Man has his sword back. Everybody's cool. Is the sorceress de-aged? Because she was like, yeah, sorceress lady. is de-aged. Okay. Yeah, um, we're good. And then I think it's kind of like the battle happens, and then it just cuts to the aftermath. Like there's no, it's just like, hey, everybody's good now. He Man's hair is perfectly feathered and coiffed, yeah. and he has a new robe. And here's a close up. Julie's of his nips. healed. So hard. And sorceress says, hey. Here's this little bobble. If you guys ever want to see Attorney again, just look at this thing. Yeah. And they're like, oh, cool. And they're like, all right. And Gwildor has all these bows in his hair and beard. I don't remember Because that. that's a thing. Well, like his his wow, people. I don't remember that yeah, at all. Dude, seriously. Like he has all these little red bows in his hair and beard because that's apparently what well, you do when you save the universe. Apparently, Gwildor was right. Opening a dimensional door is not that big a deal because Sorceress knows how to do it, too. Yeah. Right. Everybody so does. So she's like, I can send you back to Earth now. And they're like, yeah, cool. We want to go back to Earth. She's like, all right, I'll send you back, you know, before what? all this crazy stuff happens. Wouldn't you want to just hang out in Eternia for a little while? Well, I mean, Lubbock mm-hmm. is with them, and Lubbock decides to hang out in Eternia. He's like, he's in a toga, and he's like, oh, well, I'm not going back. What are you kidding, man? I got these hot chicks. I'm retired. I got everything I need. This great oh, food. Oh, shit. So like, I'm just going to stay here. Maybe he is. And he's just like, I'm done with it. Yeah, shit. so wow. Lubbock stays in Eternia. And uh, they send Kevin and Julie home. And like they're about to jump through the portal. And then Julie's like, oh, wait. Fuck. Send me back before. And then whoosh, portal closes up. So they up. go through time, too. They go through time. So Wow. So she, because they're going back before everything blew up and whatnot. And then she, as an afterthought, is like, wait, send me back before my parents died. But she doesn't get to say that because the portal closes. Don't worry. Then she wakes up. I think she looks at, like, a calendar, a desk calendar or something. She's like, wait a minute. This is before my parents died. Yup. So she runs down, and she's like, Dad, Dad, I'm so happy to see you. He's like, well, what's wrong, honey? Because, you know, that's what happens every time. Like, it was all a wacky dream. And she's like, don't get on that plane. Very akin to Back to the Future. And everyone's like, oh, don't worry. It's just a quick trip to such and such. And she steals the fucking keys and the map. And they're like, put those keys back, Julie. And she she runs away. And she's in, she's she in like meet, full she socks Kevin. and an old school 20s nightgown that yep. covers every inch of her skin well, except it is, for her face and it her It is hands. a PG movie. Yeah. This, and, the, the, the skirt or like, the dress meets the socks. I mean, it's 80s, so, so oversized t-shirt and like shorts or something would look normal, but she's in like a straight up old lady gown. Mm-hmm. So she runs outside. And it's then a PG Kevin, movie. Kevin, who wakes up apparently in sneakers, jeans, and a leather jacket, Runs Steps out. out. And he's yeah. like, oh, Julie, he's like, a, he's like a badass. Julie, man. don't yeah. let your parents get on that plane. She's like, wait a minute. You know? And then she happens to have the bobble, or he does, and they look down into it. Wait. And they're like, Eternia, it was all real. And then it shows He-Man going, I have the power. Oh, wait, a minute, the wait, wait, wait a minute. So, wow. What don't so you get? if they went back through time, sure. He-Man's going to come again in the future. So they're going to know. Yeah. That but they don't know. Okay. 
This is why I hate time travel. Don't shit. worry, Murray. Too many we're gonna, paradoxes. We're going to solve that in the sequel. Right? The Dude. sequel. Because this movie was so good, you have to have a sequel, right? Why did we all get so quiet when I mentioned the sequel? Now, I... What's happening I didn't here? remember what happened at the end, but I do remember... What's happening? The first time I saw the movie. What's Isn't happening? there an end credit scene? There is. Is no, there something it- significant there? You didn't watch it? You didn't stay after the credits? Dude. You noob? Once again, Golden Globus does it first. Marvel. Did did they really pull Marvel on me? They did. No. Marvel pulled a Masters of the Universe on us. Oh, shit. So credits roll. Oh, no. And then I seriously did not stay. And then there's like a weird colored water pit. Yeah. And then Skeletor pops up. Motherfucker! And he goes... I'll be back. No. And then it freezes on his grinning face, and then no. end movie. But he says it more like Schwarzenegger. I'll, I'll have to I'll put that back. on the old Instagram feed so people know, because we already spoiled it for him, yeah. so who the fuck cares? Yeah, so Skeletor, he's and convinced he'll be back. We didn't get a sequel, so who cares? Skeletor's like, yeah, Frankie. We did, we did get a sequel. It's called Cyborg. Yeah. Boom. Old, old Frankie, Frankie L there is like, oh, man, my kid loves Masters of the Universe. I love playing this. This is great. Can't wait to come back for the sequel, collect another paycheck. Yeah, But that man. never happened. I, I don't know. You, Murray, you had a hard time with this movie? I, as a, as a He-Man purist, I just felt like it didn't. It wasn't enough. I, I, I mean, well, we got, we got Skeletor, He Man, Beast Man, Evil Land. There's like fifty. We just, there's at least two dozen. You, we named them off. Okay, get those. But you felt Skeletor was good. He was great. He was. He, he so was, if you were to rate this movie, movie out of five, I give it a three. A solid three. three. Okay. Because I, I watched this movie twice, which is more than I usually. So I would have given it a three, but I watched it two times within two days. So I have to give it a four. Because I usually don't watch movies twice, Mike. I listen. I really enjoy this movie. We'll give it to you I'm, out of twenty. I'm out of twenty. All right, I'm real stingy with my grades. All right. I only give if if the ratings out of twenty. There's only one movie that gets a twenty, and this ain't it. Yeah. But it ranks pretty high. So if we're doing that out of twenty, this is like a fifteen or a sixteen. I enjoy the shit out of this movie. All right. There you so you it. you easily recommend it. I think people would enjoy seeing Dolph Lundgren flying around on a hoverboard. Absolutely. I think everybody needs the, to see this. The cartoon is just well, so, so hokey. Yeah. And this is still hokey, but in totally different and charming ways. I want everybody well, to see it. Well, this is definitely it. better than the cartoon. The cartoon was horrible. I want everybody to see it for the scene where Courtney Cox shows up and the the the, 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 the friend's uh, intro starts with the clapping. And then you know the friends are gonna uh, uh, be stop, this stop way. That. Oh, you're right. You can only do a few seconds, yeah, otherwise you gotta right. pay for you're it. You're right. Good call. <laughs> um, I can do the clapping part though. That's short enough. That's right. Uh, I it sounded I, very similar to the tones that get you to Eternia. Oh my god! Oh shit! There's a time warp opening in my cupboards. <laughs> We're going to Eternia, guys, <laughs> or the trash can, or my bread maker. That's the bread maker. So I was I about to say, it. what is that piece of that's future a, space equipment? That's that a bread maker. Or it's for jacking off. It's for jacking off. 
<laughs> okay, Mike, now that you've seen us both jack off into the bread maker, uh, Murray, I forget what I told you, or maybe you told me what our next movie well, was going to be. before we get to that, I want to thank Mike for being here. Well, yeah, Mike, no, thank no, you for no. being here. The pleasure was all mine. Thank you for allowing me to be Glad. here and witness this magic getting made. It's and, magic uh, for sure. You know, I'm sure this won't be the last time you'll be here, Mike. It really right. won't. I hope it won't be. Uh, listen, there's at least one other movie that I want to put my stamp on. You know, we know this, obviously, you know, but Mike's true wheelhouse is horror movies. So we might have to do, like, every once in a while, do a horror movie and bring Mike on. I hope I have a less stressful week there so I can really nail Mike on some questions here. Like, just really fucking throw the darts into him. Oh, that's what I'm here for, to get darted by my friends. Yeah, exactly. I thought so. You did a good job getting darted today. He's, thank we you. Learned thank a, you. I, I've learned so many things tonight. It's all cork. I just want to know what um, I want to tell these people. What movies coming out? Well, I think I got, I, well, I got a question for you. Yeah, Griff. Griff. Yeah, mm, yeah, me. What, what's better than a vampire? Oh my god! I got to go to the classic vampire werewolf situation. Wrong. Here. Space oh. vampires. No, fuck you. Mike, get out of here. What's better than a space vampire? No. A naked space vampire. You are not. Yes, we are. You are not <laughs> suggesting. We're doing the Toby Hooper classic, Life Force. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Do you need to be on that one, too? <laughs> oh, no. I need to just listen to that one. Okay. I need to sit back with a cold Pop-Tart. And a Pepsi, and enjoy you guys talking about Life Force. Have you seen Life Force? Nope. Oh, great. Not only is it a classic, it's the film debut of one Sir Patrick Stewart. No way. Yup. Holy shit. You are in for a treat. Holy fuck. And I dare say it, and our buddy Mr. Pigeon would probably vehemently disagree with me, but probably the greatest pair of 80s breasts in cinema. No way. Way. Patrick Stewart's breasts are in this movie? No, no, no. Someone oh. else's. Oh. Naked space vampire. Yeah, Patrick Stewart. No, he's no. not a vampire. Oh. Hugh Jackman. No, he, he was probably 12 when this movie was made. Oh. What are we talking about then, guys? We're talking about fucking Life Force. Ah! I don't know what this movie is, though. I told you guys. I don't know anything about well, this movie. Well, you will know. And so will you listeners when we talk about it next week. So I'm excited. Uh, Mike, why don't you go ahead and say goodbye? Goodbye, everybody. Murray. See you later. That's all you want to say? Usually, well, as always, keep it warm. And as always, keep, keep it cold. And so I cry sometimes when I'm lying in bed to get it all up. But in my head,
Let's go!